0: Hello dear listeners to This Is Not An Improvised Podcast. My name is Stefan Ardinius and I am the editor, sound designer and composer of the music in this podcast. During this episode, Liga and Roberta and their guest will be talking about upcoming shows in Brussels. Due to the new recently announced restrictions in Brussels, this may not happen. But despite that, please enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome Hello, everyone, Roberta. welcome, hi Liga, welcome everyone to This is Not an Improvised Podcast that if I'm not mistaken is our 11th episode. I think How so, you, I'm a very
0: bad at counting but I think it's the yeah, 11th, I'm very well, I'm very well. I did a, a a workout this morning that was very intense and I was thinking why I did it but if shout mm-hmm. out to my friend who I did it with and uh, I'm glad we did it but... I feel a bit emptied right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you said How the heavy you? workout, I had the same question. Why did you do it? <laughs> I <don't
0: know. laughs> but, I, I, you know, sometimes when you just wake up and you go on autopilot outside and you're still waking up. So I think my body's just doing what I want. And then like mid-workout, I kind of looked up and, and thought to myself, why am I here? Why am I sweating like this? And putting myself through this. <laughs> but uh
1: yeah, otherwise uh I'm very excited to, to be back at recording. Yeah, me too. I'm also fine. Um yeah, I'm also fine. It's Saturday and I want to do so many things, and uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I will end up not doing so many things that is my normal statues. So yes, and so today we will uh, have a, a guest with us. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're very very excited of having him here. Mm-hmm. His name is Pierre Paolo buzza and he is the artistic director and president for Impro Brussels.
0: Welcome Pierre Paolo.
1: Hi, well
2: thanks for inviting me. Super happy to be here. Hi.
0: Hi, Paulos.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> That's a very impressive title you have.
2: Yeah, there's even too much. I mean too many. <laughs> too many things in one person. You can I am I am just a humble boy that I was years ago though. <laughs>
1: Thank you no, for no. saying that, because I, w- I felt a bit intimid- intimidated now.
2: No, no, don't, 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 absolutely.
0: But this is perfect opportunity to touch a bit on your origin story, um, because as you know, our, the Improvise, our podcast, we always start off with um, how you discovered improv and, you know, what you think it has brought to your, to your life. So I think that's how we're going to kick it off as well. So please, Pierpaolo, over to you. How did you discover the world of improv?
2: How did I discover the world of improv? So what happened was that um, so I was doing a scripted theater uh, back in the day. And it was mostly, mostly about comedy. It was mostly about sketch writing and, and mostly that. And I was living in Torino back then. And, um, which I know is also the city where Roberta comes from, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've lived two years in Torino, Roberta. I don't know if That's I ever cool. told you that story. Yeah. Yes, you
1: told me. It is yeah. so cool.
2: <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is very cool. I liked it very, I, I loved my time there. I loved the city, et cetera, et cetera. So, and uh, so I was studying uh, scripted theater. And uh, some of my of my classmates, uh, some of the people who were doing, imp- were doing theater, scripted theater with me, they were also doing um, improv, right? So during the breaks, uh, during our, when we went out for beers or for pizza, they could improvise in the moment stuff that to me was magic because they improvised stuff that, yeah, stuff that, that it would have taken me weeks to think and write and perfect and perform. And they were just doing it like this. So at first I was in disbelief, like, this is not possible, this is not true. You made this up. But then mm-hmm. they, they assured me that, that, no, they were actually improvising. And so, and so I thought, okay, no, I, I've got to do this too. I, I have to discover this. So I took um, a free class. And then, you know, it's a snowball effect from there. I mean, if we're all here, we know how it goes. Like, once you go into your first tryout class, then you're doomed. That's it.
1: That's it. That's it. You're You're hooked for life. You're hooked for Mm -hmm. life.
2: And so that's how it all began for me.
1: And it was interesting what you said that you were a script writer because, and then you you also mentioned that, it would have taken you weeks to perfect all this and to manage. So the word perfection always strikes a button for me. So how did you feel when in fact you were able to improvise and it could not be perfect? Apart from the fact that I'm a very firm believer that perfection does not exist. But how could Angry. you, what did you feel when you were there and like, oh, my God, I'm doing it.
2: Yeah, well, it was a sense of power. So at first, okay, let me describe this to you. Because at first, like, for example, in my first year, I, because I because I I was coming so much from scripted, right? From scripted theater, scripted comedy. Not only comedy, but in general, because I, I'm i an author to begin with. Like, my artistic path begins with writing, and, like, I'm an author. Mm-hmm. And and in my first year, my feeling was, when I was doing improvising scenes, and again, it was just in my first year, so I was a baby. and And when I was seeing the scenes improvised by other people, my thought, my constant thought was, oh my God, all this great material is going to be wasted, you know, because <laughs> after 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 a scene, then bam, and it's over. Then another scene, other two people up, and then other two people up. And I, I was trying to retain in my head as much as I could, like to go back and write it and write it. But then I understand it didn't work like that. And, um, and, and yes, it, it gives you... A power of uh, a sense a sense of power, which is kind of fake sense of power, but at first it gives you a sense of uh, you can really do anything, which is I mean, it's cool because it's it's very different um, scripted uh, for example, sketches, uh, comedy sketches mm-hmm. from improvised mm-hmm. comedy sketches, they're different, but they share a few traits. And so even though none is improv is not perfect, not even scripted is perfect. Still, you know, one fuels the other, you know. So,
0: and for our listeners out there, and also for me, what what are the traits that that they share, the improv and, and comedy sketches?
2: Okay, uh, there is one one big thing that they share, and one one major thing that they that they are different on. If I have to say it in very short time, I would say that um, what they share is are the um, are the mechanisms that make you laugh. Okay, so. Uh, what is, in my opinion, uh, not looked into enough when we study comedy is uh, is the fact that that the comedy has a theory, and it's the most precise theory out of all uh, um, literary genres, right? Uh, so there are techniques that you can mm. learn and and practice, learn and practice, learn and practice. It's not just left to to to, to, to you know, to the, if you're lucky that night, you've been funny. If you're not lucky, you haven't been. Mm, mm. So the techniques are pretty much the same. And even though in, in improv, they are not studied. Mm. You know when, when we talk about improv games? Yes. So, okay. mm-hmm. Improv games um, aren't casual. Improv games have been perf- perfected, even by people who don't know what they're doing, but they're being perfected because they work. And they work because they put in place... Certain very precise mechanisms. So that is the thing that 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 is in common, because in writing you think about it in some mental process and you and you write it down. In improv you improvise it, but it's pretty much the same. The 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 trait that makes things different, though, if I have to say it in one word, is that um, improvised comedy is based on the concept of yes and written comedy mm-hmm. is based on the concept of no.
1: Oh wow, this is so wow. interesting. I didn't know yeah.
0: that. No. But, yeah, like, well, on have... the concept of no.
2: Well, that's my takeaway because I mean, I I'm 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 a nerd on these things. Like I I can <laughs> watch and rewatch and rewatch sketches by Monty Pythons, Family Guy, Simpsons uh over and over and over and over k and to say the modern ones, uh, Mitchell mm-hmm. Web and Webb and echo lots of italians are super super good and 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 they're written right so you see that all the time uh, almost all the time, um, comedy sparks from uh, from getting something wrong, from getting something that is not right there is a, there for example i mean I mean, in my opinion, the fathers of mo- what is modern comedy are the Monty Python's. Yes, uh, right agree. now, okay, um, of of modern comedy, um, and a lot of their sketches are just them saying no, mm. just that. Just think of think for example the cheese shop sketch. It's <laughs> think for example of the sketch of the um, of, of the person who's robbing a jewelry store with 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 a, with, with a gun pointed at. And instead the, they sell underpants and and socks yes. <laughs> and and a lot of 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 written comedy is based on something that is not what it seems that is mm, getting yeah. something wrong on saying no but if you're writing and so you have the time to think and to make a sense of it, no is great mm-hmm. instead yeah. with improv you are it's based on the concept of yes and let's see what comes next so if this is true what else is true so this is the mm. ma- major difference There's, my personal takeaway,
1: and it's so interesting what you're saying mm-hmm. because I never real I never really realized it until now. You said it, and it's mm-hmm. it's true. We in the comedies, no, no, not even in clowning. When, when something goes wrong, it makes people laugh. There,
2: there so you go. Your
1: umbrella yeah. is pouring down, and your umbrella doesn't open. You want to get a bucket, and it's full of water, and it, it pours all over you. So yes, it's true. And, and in fact, I think that in especially in my first OK, I'm, we and I am really at the beginning, it's only two years. But I think that in the first um, part of uh, me doing improv, I was very much into no because I was more used to that That's now normal. that you mentioned that. So we had to train to be yes ending, yes ending, yeah. yes ending. And,
0: and, and can I ask you kind of because I'm really intrigued also by you saying you're kind of a nerd about all things on, on comedy. Yeah. What you right. think of, because um, like looking at also, you know, all the shows and movies you grow up with and like the the comedy that you see, would you say that there's like kind of been a third evolution in the sense of like, I'm thinking about, you know, the sh- shows 30 Rock, The Office, Parks and Rec, where it's oh, a bit yeah. like this awkwardness. It's mm-hmm. like kind of more, you know, the, the single camera and the comedy. Is it still to you like the idea that, that things go wrong, but we just kind of accentuate the idea that people are kind of that all of us are a bit awkward and kind of crazy and that we zoom on this or is this for you still the same thing as Monty Python Well
2: it's if not the same thing as sense. Monty Python of course the style the thing is what i think is the style of course has mm. evolved incredibly incredibly and so uh, but but the core principle hasn't if you think if, yeah mm. for okay so um if you if you look at at the Monty Python sketch today, they are outdated. Mm. I mean, okay, yeah. some of them, some because some of them are pretty much not not so. But uh, but it's but but here I'm talking not necessarily about the style. I mean, already if you think so, think about this. Think about The Simpsons and Family Guy. So it's yeah. ten years it's ten years difference. There's nothing but two completely different worlds. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so True. I think this this that you're saying has more to do. With the uh, with the style, than mm. it has with the core principles of um, mm. of of written comedy as opposed to improvised comedy. But then, of course, it's it's mm. a style. It's also um, what's what's the fashion, so to speak, of the times so yeah. that maybe meaning during a de- decade. Um, doing Mm -hmm. satire on on the church and on politics Mm -hmm. is oh my god it's a fashion everyone is doing it because it's breaking a wall Mm -hmm. and then 10 years later doing it's not the fashion anymore because it has been already done and so something else Mm -hmm. is done so of course uh the thing is comedy is Mm. a, a genre like any other like uh, mm. sci-fi, like uh, horror, like, film. Drama. like like drama, like any other. So it is mm. a way of telling stories. And the stories that we mm. tell reflect the world that we're in. If I can make just a very slight uh, detour here, but stop me if I detour too much. If, uh, <laughs> no, because... we're
0: open to the detours because it's all okay. improvised. Okay. So okay, okay, okay. It's <laughs> <This is> improvised. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. This is really improvised. <laughs> Okay, apart good. from the fact that we asked Pier Paolo to be ready to any question on the English English uh, royal family, <laughs> apart from that, this is a really which I, improvised <laughs> podcast.
2: Which I totally have studied. Uh, so what I was saying is, is, so if I can make a little detour on, for example, the genre of film noir, which I'm also very passionate mm. about. So mm-hmm. uh, the concept of film noir has evolved so much. Like if you think of the film noir in the 40s, and and mm. and what is film what was film noir back then like double indemnity for example and if you think of what is film noir now it's a completely different thing but so uh because film noir as a concept really reflects what are the the fears facing society in a given moment, because we are we are social animals. We need to tell stories to survive. We need to tell stories and to share stories and to listen to stories, to build a sense of community. And we need this, like we need food and 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 water and oxygen. And of course, in different times, uh, we are afraid of being alone. And then we're, we're afraid of a nuclear war. And then we're afraid of the government... Um, poisoning us and taking advantage of us and, and, and doing stuff <laughs> to us. And then we're afraid of our inner beast. And then we're afraid... And for example, if you look at the evolution of film noir, mm. it has reflected just that. So it's different takes on the same basic concept of film noir, which is exploring the dark side of, uh, of an individual or of a society, or usually of a society seen through the eyes of an individual and... Uh, of the hero being an anti-hero and et cetera, et etc cetera, et cetera. this so the basic principle doesn't change but the way you're telling that story reflects what's going on in the world nowadays i mean you you can be sure that absolutely sure that in three four five years time there will be many stories that revolve not necessarily around the pandemic but around the concept of being isolated i can bet on that the yeah, concept I mean, yeah. of being of, of not being able to come close, of the of the impossibility to touch, to to you know to communicate deeply, you'll be sure yeah. of that.
0: Yes. For yes. example. Yeah. That's yeah. That's really interesting. Um, I I never thought about it like like that about the genre and how it's evolved, but it comes back to the same principle. And 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 maybe a question for you also in terms of. Now that you've also been been um doing improv for how many years have you been doing improv about fifteen, now. 15. About have you about seen 15. also like is like in terms of different styles and an evolution as well, or oh, yeah. is it still yes. yeah can you say yeah. something about that
2: <laughs> yeah sure um this yeah very much so uh so i I've seen um so some evolution uh during the years but mostly I've seen a, a lot of of differences geographically i have uh, i've just now finished writing an article which I, I i published somewhere i don't know it's it's called what do we talk about when we talk about improv you know because hmm. it's, uh hmm. it's um let
1: us know where you will be published we will make a i don't know maybe on the,
2: <laughs> maybe on the improv brussels um facebook page i i i i don't know uh, because it's, it's, uh, there's um, a short story, a very good short story by Raymond Carver, which is called uh, What Do We Talk About When We Talk About Love? And so mm. it's uh, paraphrasing that. And uh, the concept is that uh, improv itself as an art form means very different things to uh, different people in different times or in different parts of the world. So, and sometimes that leads to misconceptions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, okay. But you asked me specifically the evolution. So, I have been in Italy for until three years ago. So, I can talk mostly about that because that's my field of expertise, let's say. Uh, so, in, in, improv, improv theater in Italy. Uh, so, for example, in the past, it was, it was. Uh, more uh, about uh, games and it was more about being funny. So everything started from improv matches, right? So it was all about games and being funny and landing jokes. And then uh, long forms started to appear and the, and where, 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 where people realized that they could also explore some other aspects which are not necessarily... Uh, being funny, landing jokes, and 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 long forms. Usually, actors were wearing all black because that was more mm. elegant. And at the time, it was the fashion. Everyone was doing all black in the in the first uh, year, like 2010s. Uh, and um, then gradually it evolved, and it evolved into. Uh, I, I started seeing, for example, the, the the in Italy the concept of two prov. So two people long form is relatively new, relatively, um, I I suppose, for example, I would imagine to North America, United States and Canada. uh, The first two-prof show I've seen in Rome was in 2009, I think. That was around 10 years ago. So it was relatively young. And, and, that, and that I know of, it was one of the first two prov experiments in Italy, if not, if not the first. And, and it broke my world, it changed, changed completely the way I was looking at improv. And now everyone mm. is, doing, is doing two prov. And then, and then, for example, also uh, one man show, one woman shows. Mm. Um, so the solo shows, to, yeah. say, to say it better. Uh, so <laughs> the solo shows then started being a thing. But they weren't a thing before, and so you, you see the new new art. Then new genres uh, appear. So the, the improv in uh, like long form in um, film noir style or hmm. in uh, in Hitchcock style, these things start to appear, and so and 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 also a major flex. Uh, sorry, um, higher level of flexibility in terms of the way that, that, that the people perform before improv was a very was more stiff,
1: strict. The yes, roots were
2: stricter. Were stricter. Uh, yeah, the rules of, of, of how to be on stage, how to be dressed, and now, uh, uh, yeah, I know, including also other other um, uh,
1: elements, yeah,
2: other elements, other art forms. For example, the first the first improvised musical in Italy is relatively young. It's called Blue, and mm. it's done by. Like, it's and it's it's young and it has it's three or four. It's a major success is three or four years old, and so you see. Again, also in improv, we we come back to the same thing. It reflects the fashion of the time. It reflects what people are interested mm. in, uh, in time in different times.
1: Yes, and so mm. just coming back on the because we, we this is super interesting, and I think it's the first time I hear such a interesting and exhausting exhaustive not exhausting but exhaustive <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> so I, exhausting I,
0: oh I, I, no i know i <laughs> talked a lot that's why you have to no, stop no, me no, when no. i
1: exhaustive exhaustive <laughs> no, uh, tale no. tale about how improv has evolved and so and so on and so forth so but how when you were when you started so you started and then you went back and now you are a president and a, the artistic director so yes tell us what happened so you started, you saw this mind, these people blowing your mind and you said, oh, whoa, I want to do this, and you did it, and that's it.
2: No, that's not how it went. <laughs>
1: that's
2: <laughs> absolutely not how it went. Okay, so this would be a really, really long story. So I'll try to make it short for the sake of the podcast. Um...
1: <laughs> maybe you can write an article to complement the podcast. Yes,
2: exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe I should do that. My
0: journey.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, for the sake of me not being exhausting, but just exhaustive.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, so, what happened is that um, I had, so the moment that I saw these friends of mine that were doing improv and were, and were great was, was uh, right after, right after my graduation in statistics, because I am a, stati- I've graduated in statistics, I'm a statistician, mm. and so, Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I know that's. That
1: but was that's my an-
0: impressed. Hmm. That's another statistics. story. That's,
2: that's another story. Impressive. That's a story for another time.
0: <laughs> but
2: it's not really as interesting, actually. Actually, kind of. But okay, so let me. Let's be focused. And and um, so, this this thing of uh, of theater and of writing, and theater hasn't always been the idea of a job for me, especially not at the beginning. I mean, at the beginning, I was just having fun with it. Um, so uh, at the beginning, I was, uh, I was trying to work with statistics, basically with math. I was teaching math uh, in, in high school, and actually I was having a lot of fun um, because uh, math is kind of, statistics is boring, but math is kind of fun and teaching to teenagers is, is really fun. So, I want
1: to trust you on this, that math is fun. Yeah, I, totally I know.
2: Trust you it, is, no, it is, it is, it is. And is, also teaching not...
1: teenagers is fun? Not, what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that I could understand, but math is fun. Okay, but let's stop digressing because...
2: <laughs> because it's taught... No, because it's taught in a boring way. Uh, but okay, that's that's also a topic for another time. So uh <laughs>
1: We can have the... you as a guest, like, I don't know, four or five times more. Guys, my
2: pleasure, whenever you want. <laughs> my pleasure. So... um What was I saying? Okay, so there have been two or three founding moments for me. uh, Because, for example, I had the possibility, so I had, because of let's say family suggestions, let's put it as an euphemism family suggestions, uh, suggested me to apply for the European Commission and take the EPSO test, you know, to, to go because I had the qualification. And I did just to, just because, okay, fine, I'll do it. So I took the aptitude test and I passed the. I hardly even without studying, I passed the the first barrier and then so yeah, I went one to all these people. Yeah, and the I went hardly to hardly study past people. I was Sorry. lucky. No, I, I I was. I think I was lucky. But uh, so I went to do a um, uh, a job interview in Luxembourg um, for the and I was so not there. I was just so i didn't i didn't want to do it so much because i already i was already having my first very little gigs with improv very little things, mm-hmm. but I could already see that you know that 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 this could become a yeah, lingering feeling that this could become a thing, and mm-hmm. so I turned that down and another moment was then there i was i was working with uh with improv more i was already traveling to sicily twice or three times a month to teach i was getting paid gigs to uh, like to do shows and stuff and i had the possibility to be a, to become a teacher full time with a um, con- with a contract uh the permanent contract uh and then and there i said no because i mean it has been it has been a soul searching and devastating choice but then i said no because I felt that that my, that my work as an improviser, because but it's not always, not only improv, it's also creative writing, mm. and also about jobs as, mm-hmm. as an author, and also scripted theatre. I'm also, again, I'm an author, a director, etc. Et that was taking over more and more and more and more and more. And, more. and, 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 and so I thought, that is the right path. It's not, so it's, it's not see, the math, not statistics.
0: So when you say the contract, that was a contract to be a teacher of math, not yes. a contract to be a, an improv teacher. No, no,
2: no, no, teacher of math, no. math okay. teacher. Yes, yes, okay.
1: yes, yes. So you, so got... you had, if, if I understand well, where well, you had to choose between a normal, more normal and conformist life with a, yeah. something that you really wanted to do. So you, have, yeah. you were in this and you had possibilities in both cases. It's not that yes. it was a dream to being an improv teacher, but you were already doing it
2: the second time more it it wasn't it was hard uh but i was already doing it uh and so i I had like two or three occasions i had to make a decision like either go here or go here and what you choose Mm -hmm. you know based on you know based on what you feel in that moment on inspiration and whatever on and and and, you know instinct I, i i value instinct very very much and so <laughs> I, I, I took the, the the decisions that that kept me in this world of of, uh, of theater and and, uh, and writing, and then uh, in Italy it was getting uh, harder and harder and harder to work with this like harder and harder. Really, you wouldn't. And, and this is a topic that really deserves more. It's time, for another
1: podcast. <laughs>
2: yes, um, so many times. I had I thought that I made the wrong decision so many times mm. I was crushed and depressed and yeah. and and you know and so many times I I wanted just to quit everything and and try to go back and so this history is not a it's not a history full of victories and victories and victories this is a history that is mm-hmm. it is it's a story that's mostly about self doubt and um, and defeats. You have to know this. And would
0: you say, but is it like, I mean, of course, we're going to have you back and you do the, the big deep dive. But in yeah. just a couple words, is it more yeah. that the receptiveness, like the audience for improv? Or like, what would you say was, you know, why was it hard to? Well,
2: in it, uh, there's many reasons. Uh, let's say in Italy, for many reasons, it's hard to do this, this job. It's Really hard. Because uh, we never recovered from the economic crisis of two thousand and eight, because Italy is already a very difficult country to work with art to begin with, even though one might think the opposite, because you know Italy, but no, mm. that was maybe true in the Renaissance, you know, but not anymore and uh, and so many and so many reasons. Um, so what happened was that uh, three years ago, um, my the, the person which was at, at at the time was my girlfriend. Uh, she had to move. To, she just graduated in psychology. She had to move. She had to move to Brussels to do an internship at um, ULB. And so I said, you know what? Because she asked me if I have to go to Brussels, would you come with me? So at the time we we had already been together for four years, um, four years, or four or five years, and and so I said you know what yeah I would it it, it would be good to to get some fresh air to to get some you know
0: yeah
2: and so and so we moved here together so eventually then after one year we broke up and we're not together anymore but with work as soon as I arrived everything started going well I arrived I was very lucky because it's I've, I've been reading articles about the importance of luck in these things and yeah which is very very interesting um i was right i i was lucky to having arrived in the right place at the right time because the school in brussels uh was uh, just needed um it it was very very small at the time and and it needed uh, a person to take care of uh the artistic side because um the ex-president was uh, had a small child and another child just about to arrive and so he needed to take, uh, to take some time off. And so I feel mm. I was basically filling in the artistic part for him and the school like, grew, 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 grew until it became uh, what it was last year. We had 120 people. And wow. uh, yeah, so I think I was lucky to, to being here in the right moment and in the right time and to close the circle back. Uh, I think that me holding on to the craft, even when times were really really hard, gave me all of the experience, like psychological experience and also technical experience. Because like my study of theater of of uh, of, of of literature of improv has been huge, also on a the theoretical side, you know, and oh, many things. As, as I said, I'm a nerd and. Yeah, and and uh, and all of that hanging on, and all of that work, even if it was work that was sometimes frustrating, even if that work was sometimes not paid, and even if that work was for many reasons really hard to to do. Now I see that it it wasn't wasted. It all makes sense now. What
1: what is uh, really really interesting in your story, and I would really like to hear more about it is that yeah. you hang on to something that you thought and that you felt more than thought it was more a gut feeling that that was the right path for you and even in moments where you were you, you use the word defeated where you yeah. you with do your word crush yeah. you said okay I know I am I am um, this is not didn't go well but I'm going forward so this is i think it's something that is important also for people that are maybe our listeners now that are thinking about taking taking up something that is not so easy to take up it's not like the normal job not the the, the professor of math for teenager or anything but it's just maybe they have to maybe fight with their family a little bit because the family says oh you have to have a steady job da, da, da. and but then hold on to it and even when you're crushing in the end, something will happen. This is a very positive message because even when you're crushing, you don't see the end, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe you will do something like that. Move somewhere else because your girlfriend was moving here and you didn't know that this was going the moment that would have changed your career. So just just do something bold and wait because something will happen. And I'm really I, I was moved by your story I have to say it's really interesting me too
0: yeah
2: yeah i guess the takeaway is hang on even the darkest times because nothing is wasted no work is Mm. wasted no sleepless nights are wasted if you if you hang on then in some way they will come back to you and they will help you and they will help you later on just like you said roberta it's
0: I think if you need to add something else to your title, you could add like inspirational speaker because I could really keep listening to these like, like really pearls of wisdom to the listeners. But uh, I I know that we're slowly coming to the close to the, to the podcast, but I wanted to ask you also now, you know, being teacher there, the artistic director of the school, like, how do you see your, do you think you have a specific style, you know, of of improv or teaching or something that really speaks to you that defines you as an as an improviser
2: so it's 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 hard to 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 put it in a sentence hard to put it in words Uh, but uh i i I think that as an improviser and as i as, as a teacher let's say i like to focus more on the process than as opposed to on the result, and this quote is not mine. Uh, I make it mine, but this quote I heard it first from Michael Gelman, which is one of my improv uh, um, mentors. Let's say um, he's a improvised he's a little old right now, uh, but he's still very active, and uh, and and he taught me this that 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 we are responsible of the process, as opposed of being responsible to the result. So let's let's put it in in a very very. Um, Black and white definition. Although I, I, I maybe I'm a little unfair, but sometimes improv is too, too much about what we produce. Sometimes improv is too much about what we show, mm. right? And and sometimes if we focus too much on what we show, maybe what we show will be right, but it might might be a little cold and heartless. Might just might. I prefer especially when i'm dealing with when i'm teaching the beginners when i'm teaching people who are in their first and second year to focus more on the on the on the creating it on 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 the let's find it and even if what we show is not perfect is not super tidy or maybe it's different than what we expected let's uh take it slowly uh connect just just focus on be there and, um, which is something that everyone says, but not everyone does. So, so to me it's, it's, it's process over result. And if the, the result is different than what we, what we expected, it's okay. We'll see. It may be well, somewhere else.
1: Well, what you're saying is mind blowing. It's really, I mean, this podcast, we will publish it and then I will tell everyone to listen to it because it's one of the most interesting talk well. we had. No. No, for real, yeah, You make
2: me, you, you make me turn red. No.
1: So, people, everyone, we are on Zoom call, and Pierre Paolo now is officially blushing. So I'm just yes. telling you, no. I just yes, that's
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: But uh, so. thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thanks yes. for having thank me.
1: You. And and then before you leave us. I just want to tell everyone in Brussels that there is that Virpallo is also organizing the Impro Brussels League, which okay. will see the battles, if I may say, or the competition of all of most of the um, uh, English speaking and correct me if I'm wrong, but the, of the English speaking um, troops in Brussels. Yes. And in fact, as this is not a horse, we are also participating. As we said already in, diff- in previous podcasts, our show is on the twenty-first of November. But Pier Paolo, tell us a little bit more about this: when it will start, when it will end, so that if people are interested, that they can go to your website of the, the Impro Brussels website and see the information about it.
2: Absolutely. So, so first things first. So we are recording this on the seventeenth of October and so we hope that that the guidelines
1: the government
2: guidelines will allow us to 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 have shows but suppose that hoping that everything goes well so the impro brussels league is 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 a, it, let's say it's a concept of uh it, now is the first year that that it comes, it, it's been growing and growing in size um it, it, it's a concept where um english speaking improvisers in brussels can come together and play together. Now, this is open to groups that are already established, like, for example, This is Not a Horse, and also open to, to students, like Impro Brussels students, and also Impro Bubble students. And so it's it's, it's, it's very, very open. And so it consists, it consists in a series of shows where uh, groups play together and the audience votes for... Um, which group uh, they like most so or if you want to be an arbiter of life and death and you're <laughs> listening to this podcast come to our shows so you can vote and uh... and if
1: you're a friend of us come on the 21st of november
2: <laughs> exactly exactly on the 21st of november and so yeah the first the first show is on the 14th of uh, of november if i'm not mistaken all the shows happen um on, on Saturday, at least in what is called the Impro Brussels League foreplay. We called it like this, and yes, I anticipate the question, I know what foreplay means in English, and exactly that's the reason why we're calling it like this, because usually in the, in the previous years, the Impro Brussels League consisted in just one semifinal with two teams competing, one other semifinal with other two teams competing, and the two winning teams went on to play the final. To award the winning team for that year, but this year we added a whole part before that, which is the fourth Inter Brussels League foreplay, where there are so many groups that play together, and 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 to to even decide who goes to the final stages and play the semifinals and the final, and um, it's called a play. Uh, it's called a foreplay because because it comes before the real thing <laughs> and because <laughs> we have to be nice and gentle to each other and we have to take care mm-hmm. of each other and because it's good to be together so that's uh yeah that's a and everybody
0: idea. loves a little foreplay so exactly. i mean I i'm all for it absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. so there okay. you heard it uh ladies and gentlemen come for the foreplay come for the main event um <laughs> and thank you so much Fiedfalo, for joining us
2: thanks
1: for having thank me thank you Pablo. was really good having you with us thanks so we are at the close of our podcast so follow us uh, follow this is not a horse on our facebook page this is not a horse and on instagram on this is not underscore a horse so and uh, so be with us we will be online uh, again thank you for listening again um we are very happy that you keep on listening we see that the the success of our post podcast is growing so thank you for your fidelity and I'm sure that you have enjoyed this um very interesting podcast with Pier Paolo. and see you soon yes and as always if it has inspired you to try improv
0: please let us know or if there's things you want us to cover write to us and have a good day evening morning whenever you're listening to this
1: bye Bye. Bye Bye-bye.